You're listening to the B2B Growth Think Tank, the show that brings you the virtual hot seat where each week my expert guests and I help another business leader by masterminding actionable solutions to a specific challenge they're currently trying to solve in their business. So if you're looking for answers to a specific challenge that you're facing, that if you could solve in the next 90 days would have a huge impact on your growth, send it in to thinktank at thinklikeafish.co.uk and we'll see if we can feature you on the show. My name is Adam King, your host and the captain of the ship at growth consultancy Think Like a Fish. And if you're ready to rethink what's possible for your business and discover the growth strategies, advice and insight to turn this new vision into a reality, let's get started. Hey, Adam here, and thanks very much for tuning in. And as you are, I'm going to make the assumption that you are responsible for generating revenue for an established B2B professional service business, and you're looking to grow your revenue. So what I've got for you, you're going to absolutely love because I've recently released my new revenue multiplier calculator and bonus training where using this tool and following the training, you'll discover how to uncover the hidden revenue opportunities in your business and be able to systemize your growth using seven revenue multipliers that can double your business in 12 months or less. So if you want to go and grab your copy, go to thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash calculator. Now on to today's episode. For those of you that uh, may be new to the show, the virtual hot seat is where a listener sends in a, a challenge that they're facing or an opportunity that they're trying to maximize. And between the two of us, the guest and I will sort of bounce some ideas around, we'll not necessarily give you you know, direct answers, but we will sort of almost help you ask yourself better questions about your situation. Maybe that's a great way of explaining it. So today's virtual hot seat is I run an account, a, a, an accountancy firm, and we have invested quite heavily in the last 12 months to creating content. And while we've seen a steady increase in website visits, social engagement, we're struggling to turn this into enough leads and ultimately clients that justifies the time and the budget invested. Is there a type of approach with uh, a type or approach with content that generally does best in terms of engagement, but ultimately leads to a sale? Now, I understand that this will differ from different businesses, but I feel like we've missed something and I hoped you could perhaps clarify a few basic concepts to build from and maybe a few ideas for some practical steps to take. So first thoughts that come to mind, just sort of hearing that sort of challenge. And obviously we don't have the context and we can't clarify, but maybe it's more like when, when you hear people struggling with content, what generally are some of the things that they're maybe getting wrong or that they're missing or, or maybe they've sort of not quite understood? Because you, you, you've literally written books on content well, marketing. It could be a great number of things. Um, you know, and again, I, I can't really give specific advice without looking at their competition and, their, and what they're doing. But so number one is, <clears throat> do you need to have a content strategy at all? I mean, a lot of times I see companies that are creating content because they're afraid not to because this is the thing to do and this is the buzz. And so they just do it and they're creating random acts of content because there really isn't a strategy behind it so that would be the first question I, I have is you know why you know why what um now the other thing is that that sort of you know bothers me it's kind of a red flag that they're saying well you know we're putting a lot of money into this and we're not sure we're getting money out and you know one thing about content marketing is it takes time it really does it it, it takes a lot of time it's very rarely you get, you know, very fast uh, responses. 
the other thing I would look at is, um, do you have a chance to win? L have you looked at your competitors? And uh, one of the things that I start with, with my customers is um, there's every website has something called a domain authority score. And this is a, a representation of how Google might see your website on a scale of zero to a hundred. And the higher the number, the more traffic you're likely to get from Google. So if your competitors are like a 50 and you're a 10, you're not going to win, right? Now, if your competitors are a 20 and you're a 20 and they're really not doing much content, then you need to keep going. You know, you need to keep going because they're vulnerable. And then the third thing I would look at is, and by the way, that second point is huge because almost nobody even thinks about that. People just start creating content without, you know, sometimes they, 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 they never even have a hope. Well, the, the game's stacked against a lot of people, isn't it? It's, it's kind of, companies have their cumulative advantage, like the people that own SEO, That's they, exactly they've right. got it and they're protected. And they're never, and, they're, and they'll never, you know, it's, they're, it's almost un impossible to unseat them at that point, right? So, um, so, and then the third thing I would look at, and again, I mean, there's, there could be a million different things, but the third thing is, um, are you doing enough to really stand out and, and win the attention of, of your, of your customers? It's a very overwhelming world that's so dense with content. And I'll give you an example, uh, that I just heard the other day, Adam, that since the pandemic began, the amount of information published on LinkedIn has doubled. So this is a business that's trying to connect with customers, let's say on LinkedIn, arguably your job is now twice as hard as it was 12 months ago. So just writing a few blog posts probably isn't enough. Just, you know, there's, it's got to be relevant and interesting and timely and entertaining. And you've also got to be the best in your niche, because if you're not, they'll abandon you in a heartbeat and go someplace else. So so those are really the three things I'd sort of look like look at, you know, at a very high level. What do you think? The same question that came to mind was was your first one. It's like, why are you doing it? Like, are you doing it because somebody's advised you that you need to be doing content marketing, first of all? Because, you know, if somebody's an accountant, an accountancy firm, it is possible, and this is my assumption, that they are working in a maybe a, a, a specialization or that they're working in a local area or a regional area or something like that. They could have clients all over. But if you're in that, like, do you even necessarily need that whole content strategy? Because there are much better and more simple ways of reaching your target audience than having to do the the content hamster wheel, right? Constantly creating and all the rest of it, because it does, you know, that's what I, I think a lot of people mis, um, misunderstand is that it is a long-term play and you have to have the discipline and the consistency to do it over and over. You said you've been writing, you know, 600 blog posts every, every, every week never missed a podcast episode in in nine years like that isn't by accident that you now have those accolades and um an example of somebody i had on the show is pete matthew he's a financial advisor here in the uk and um he runs uh, meaningful money tv yeah he's featured in my in my book known he's a friend 
Yeah, he's yeah. he's awesome. But he's a great yeah. example of somebody that's oh, used content marketing. But he had a bit of a cumulative advantage. He followed his passion. He followed his curiosity and just got in at that point where there wasn't many other financial advisors doing it. Mm-hmm. So he built that audience. I think so many people are in, obsessed about building an audience rather than building a business. Yeah. And I think that's what they're thinking about here potentially. I helped a young guy the other day. He was um, he works for this company that sells like ladders and and you know sort of like supplies, building supply stuff. And he said, "Well, I'm really having a trouble trouble trying to figure out how to build my my social media community." And I thought, I just said, why would someone want to be in a social media community about ladders? I said, have you, have you been out to like visit your customers? He said, no. I said, do you have like delivery trucks delivering your stuff to customers? He said, yes. I said, well, here is your marketing strategy for now. Go to your boss and tell him for the next two weeks, you're going to ride along on delivery trucks. And you're going to go and see customers and you're going to talk to customers and you're going to see how your products are displayed, how the competitors are displayed, how they're positioned. You want to watch customers who are buying ladders. What are they looking? Do they have, you know, do they have coupons? Do they like it because it's a certain color or is made? I said, that's where you've got to start is really learning your product, your customers, their customers your competitors. Uh, it's not with a social media community. So often this is a big, big problem in marketing. We're in the navel gazing. We're just smoking too much of our own exhaust, right? And, and, and we're too self-important. We think it, we're just too self-important. It's all about our narrative, the arc of our story, our content market. You know, we've just lost sight of what we're supposed to be doing here you know, very, very often. Yeah. People talk about telling, telling your story. It's like, honestly, your customers, your clients, they don't care. They care about their life, where they are now. They've got a problem. They want something solved. They want help. They want an outcome. They want a solution. If within your marketing, your, you know, your content, whatever you want to get, like you, 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 there's the the old saying, like you market the problem, Mm. not your product. Yeah, like right. maybe that's something in your content that you're you you're not you're not really going in. You're sort of talking about the industry. Maybe you're using too much jargon, and maybe the engagement you're seeing is other accountants thinking, "Oh, that's interesting," and that's yeah, why you're not getting sales. So that there are great. multiple multiple reasons why your content might not be doing what you want it to do. So it's a difficult question, but this is more to give you some food for thought to go back to and consider and ask yourself some questions because you'll know the answer. It's in you already. Right. Would be my guess. Go back and think, why am I doing this? Is it the right strategy? Do I need to rethink? Is it the right kind of content? Have I really got to know and defined my client, my ideal client? Do I know what it's like to walk around a day in their shoes? Mm. Because until I know that, I can't market the problem. And then I can't position my delivery mechanism which is essentially what a service and accountancy is it's a mechanism for achieving a result that's Mm. the only time i can then actually sort of put my option in front of them and maybe the last thing to think about is are you making enough offers (laughs) on your on your content like are you you know calls to action this is the next step because whether you're writing an email whether you're writing a blog post whether you're doing anything you're always sort of got to think right what is the next step we all too often try and sell the 
you know, the big mm-hmm. thing. You're selling the next step. Like, what's the next step in your content? Don't just think, right, go and buy my stuff. Think next step. What's that next step? An email mm-hmm. subject line is the next step is get it opened. The first line to get the next line written. It's the same with every bit of content. So those are just some things to think about. And yeah, no, Mark, I appreciate you sort of spending the extra time for me uh, uh, to, to go through that. I mean, it's, um, it's, a good, it's a good exercise and a good brainstorm. So that's it for this episode. I hope you found it valuable. I hope you got some great ideas that you can take away and apply to your business to help you grow. If you did, please share it with somebody else that might also find this valuable because they will thank you for it. Also, to let you know that I have a podcast gift page where I put a lot of resources that I love to share with my listeners. You can find the links to join the Facebook community there and you can get my book, the Conversational Relationship Marketing and the audiobook version all for free, plus a number of other resources I'll be adding over time on that page. So make sure you head there to thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift and you can help yourself to the things that make most sense to you and if you have enjoyed the show please make sure you're subscribed you'll get updated as the new episodes come out and finally last favor please consider giving the show your honest rating and review on apple podcasts i read every single one they mean the world for me i love hearing from my listeners and it does help others find the show as well so if you want to go and do that i'd really appreciate it but until next time have an awesome day and we'll speak soon